gentlemen boys girls aliens martians any conscious being tuning into the podcast i welcome you to episode five of martian mixed martial arts i apologize for being away for a couple weeks after ufc 219 and not giving you guys a recap episode but uh, i was kind of just waiting for uh, ufc st louis this weekend to dive into that so i was waiting for that event to get closer and uh you know so we're getting this episode the day before UFC St. Louis, Saturday, January 13th, 2018. And, uh, you know, to be honest, UFC 219 didn't leave leave me with a lot to look forward to, unfortunately. I thought the, uh, the, the card itself was pretty good. You know, there were some good fights on the card. But um, as far as anticipation afterwards, this m- might have been one of the worst uh, UFC events I could think of. Um, you know, a couple fighters had some good wins. You know, Neil Magny outclassed uh, Carlos Condit. That surprised a lot of us. Uh, Carlos Sparza got a, a pretty good win. Um, Dan Hooker had a nice finish. Of course, Khabib uh, dominated. And uh, But, you know, it just didn't really leave you with a lot to look forward to. You know, UFC 218, there was fights of the year that you you were watching the next day. It had Ngannou hype train. We had Holloway. You still want to see him fight next who who do you want to see Cyborg fight next? I don't I don't I don't know and I don't care. I mean I guess I care about the Nunez fight. That's a that's a good fight, but I mean that's I mean we're we're, we're clogging up divisions again. You're, you're gonna be you're gonna be clogging up half the women's weight classes trying to make this quote unquote super fight that's gonna sell you know a couple hundred thousand buys. Um, so it's not really a super fight by any means. You know, they're kind of just doing it because they have no other contenders. You know, they think Megan Anderson isn't ready yet. They're thinking about maybe bringing in some other uh, other organization female fighters to challenge Cyborg. But, I mean, none of them are going to be as good as Holly Holm, right? I mean, Holly Holm is pretty much as as good as it gets on, for striking-wise when it comes to women's uh, fighters. And, you know, Cyborg dealt with her pretty well, you know, obviously. I mean, you know, I thought she lost the first two rounds, but then did really well in the last three. Um, pretty boring fight. Not not, not a good fight by any means, I think. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, uh, it happened. So, that was, it was a couple weeks ago. It seems like in the back of my mind, I'm not going to dwell on this pay-per-view for too long because it was so long ago and everybody has already probably forgot about it. Um, as far as Khabib, what's next for him, you know, I would like to see him fight, uh, Tony Ferguson in the coming months. Um, I think Tony Ferguson's already back to sparring from, uh, rehabbing his elbow. So, we should be, we should be good to get that fight sort of soon. That, that should be, uh, awesome. And, uh, you know, if that fight doesn't happen, uh, you know, Herbie wants to fight sooner. I would love to see him fight Eddie Alvarez. You know, Eddie Alvarez, for some reason, doesn't want to fight Dustin Poirier. That's the fight that should happen. That's the fight that everybody wants to see. So if he wants to go ahead and fight Khabib instead, then go right ahead. Uh, spoiler alert, Eddie Alvarez, Justin, Dustin Poirier is a much easier fight for you. 
But if you want to go ahead and fight Khabib Nurmagomedov, be my guest. I'll watch you get mauled all day. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, there's just not much else I want to, I, I was craving, fights I wanted to see after this, you know. I would like to see see Neil Magny, like, get back into the into some top 10 matchups, you know. Um, he hasn't fought anybody uh any uh any young guys yet? Yeah, maybe we can see uh we can see on Neil Magny versus Darren Till. That'd be a that'd be a good fight to see. Um, but you know the UFC two nineteen card was definitely very underwhelming. Got uh was kind of off the mark with a lot of picks. You know didn't didn't do too good betting wise in the card. But uh, let's move on from that and let's get into the card this weekend. Um, we just had the weigh-ins, the early morning weigh-ins for this card, and we lost uh, two fights for, from the uh, from the weigh-ins. Um, apparently, uh, Tiago uh, Alves and Zach Cummings' fight has been canceled because Zach Cummings hit his head. Uh, you know, I think I don't even know what the circumstances were. I believe he hit his head coming out of the shower. Maybe I'm mixing these up, but I'm. I heard he he injured himself. Yeah, it says he injured himself. I could maybe let's uh, look into that story a little more. Uh, and we lost the fight of Vitor Belfort versus Uriah Hall. Um, that fight was lost on the scales. Somehow Uriah Hall just didn't show up to weigh in. So um, that's really unfortunate. You know, kind of ruined uh, ruined that fight big time. It, even though it wasn't a fight many people were looking forward to. Um, you know, so this card went from 13 fights to 11 fights pretty quickly. I don't really mind that, you know, uh, having having six fights or having 13 fights is just too much. But um, there's, a, there's a couple of uh, matchups in this one that don't really, uh, you know, draw too much attention. The first five or six fights, you know, uh, I, I don't have much interest in at all. Uh, I, I think I'll watch them, you know, but, uh, maybe... But I doubt I'll bet on I'll bet on any of them, and I'm not really looking forward to any of them. Um, Daniel Taylor versus JJ Aldridge. That's going to be my prediction for the worst fight of 2018. Daniel Taylor is uh, one of the worst technique fighters in the UFC. Um, so you know, I think that uh, I think that that fight will be extra extra boring. It'll it, no doubt it goes to decision, and I don't care who wins. Um, you know, there were uh, the rest of the prelims looking pretty weak as well. We got James Krause versus Alex White. That's a pretty good uh, pretty good fight. Interested to see how James Krause does. He's on a, he's on a win streak. Um, I like James Krause a lot more ever since he started uh, coaching at uh, I believe it is AT. ATT, I think maybe it's a different camp, um, but he's been doing he's been doing a lot of teaching uh, lately, and you know he's getting better at that, and he's uh, actually you know it's kind of showing in his fighting, you know he's on a three fight win streak, so uh, like to see James Krause get that rolling. Uh, Alex White, um, you know he's been he's been struggling since he got in the UFC, you know he's three and three. Fought up uh, some decent competition, but uh, James Krause is going to be a difficult fight for him. I think Krause gets that one done uh, via decision. Um, I think the best fight on the card is Darren Elkins versus Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson is making his 145-pound debut, and uh, that that should be exciting to see how he does down there. You know, he never struck me as a, a, a small, 
lightweight though you know so and he actually went into detail about having some tough cuts to lightweight back in his uh back in his time cutting the 155 so let's see how this uh 145 pound weight cut does for him you know um we often see uh darren elkins do good in the later rounds you know i think uh he has a couple of third round finishes you definitely remember the one against mersad bektik um but the dude's on a fight, a five-fight winning streak. Like you wouldn't guess that about Darren Elkins, you know. And uh, so, you know, we could see Michael Johnson fade. His cardio fades in the third round, and Elkins gets a finish. Um, we could jo- see Johnson look excellent on the feet, you know, uh, look rejuvenated down on 145, and you know, win a decision, maybe even knock Elkins out. That would be something, uh, not surprising, but that would be something nice to see. Um, so that should be that's a really really underrated fight. I'm glad it's on the the main card now. It was on the prelims before, totally unjustly. You know, Michael Johnson's from St. Louis. He w- was in one of the top three fights of the year last year. Uh, they should definitely have that guy on the main card. I don't understand the the thinking behind having him on the prelims, but luckily he was uh, bumped up to the main card. Um, this main card is, is, is very good. It's a very good, uh, Fox sports one main card. You know, it, it could almost pass as a, uh, a, a big Fox, uh, main event, but, um, maybe not so much in the main event category, but you know, Paige Van Zandt in the, in the Paige Van Zandt as the co-main event is, is something that hurts me to see, you know, the, the promotion that Paige has gotten in her UFC career is honestly despicable. Um, I don't know, you know, I can't believe I'm, I'm using that word. She's 4-2 and two in the UFC, her best win being over Felice Herrig. But um, she just, just doesn't deserve the promotion that she's getting. She doesn't come off as a, a, a diehard fighter. She sort of seems as, like, this in the same category as Ronda, where she's, she's kind of, uh, you know, cashing in on this opportunity where she has, you know, she's... She realizes that she's a you know pretty good athlete. She's you know dedicating some time to fighting, and she you know that's just sort of where she is with her career now. You know it's gonna change. It's gonna change in the future for sure. You know just like just like Ronda Rousey's career is has changed. You know from judoka to fighter to wrestler, and you know the span of uh, a decade. You know we could see that transition with Van Zant too. You know so um. Her opponent, Jessica Rose Clark, uh, you know, her house got broken into uh, this week uh, in Vegas. She had uh, tons of stuff stolen from her. I don't know if she was at the house while the robbers were there, but I imagine that weighs on your conscience pretty much when you're uh, when you're having a, you know, when you're having a fight uh, the week of. But uh, hopefully that doesn't weigh on her conscience. Hopefully she's still able to perform definitely cheering for uh rose clark in that fight don't remember seeing her fight before you know she's uh only has one fight in the ufc actually i, I definitely did watch the fight beck rawlings uh, i watched this whole card so i must have seen her fight it just doesn't stick out to me um uh yeah her performance didn't stick out to me at least so um 
hopefully she can get it done. N terrible co-main event. The fact that that's even co-main event is awful. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe they'll actually make Usman versus Meek the main uh, co-main event, but right now on the on the Wikipedia page, the second fight is listed as Paige Van Zandt. Um, and I'm sure just because the UFC loves uh, loves Paige Van Zandt, they're gonna put her as the co-main event. Sadly, so. Um, so we got uh, Kamaru Usman versus Emil Meek. That fight is excellent. This is the odds on this fight are are insane. They're you know Usman is uh, I believe minus five hundred favorite and um might maybe even more than that. Maybe uh let's let's check out let's check out the updated odds minus six sixty. You know he is six and zero in the UFC. He is undefeated. Uh, I believe 11, twelve yeah, eleven and oh no eleven and one. He has he has one loss back uh back in the his second pro fight back in 2013 but um he's on a uh, he's been in the UFC for past uh, two two or three years he's been smoking everybody um you know only has one knockout or no yeah one knockout in the UFC one submission as well uh but he 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 showcases really good striking really good uh uh patience. Really good distance control. I watched his last uh, one of his his knockout uh, finish over um, Sergio Marias, and he was really really patient that fight. Really just peeking for an opening. You didn't really see it coming, and then uh, one punch folds um, Marias' body in half. You know, so he's got that knockout power that uh, that everybody loves to see. But Emil Meek is a tough motherfucker. Uh, I also just rewatched his fight with Jordan Meehan back from. UFC 206, his only fight in the UFC, and uh, man, he's tough. Um, I believe he bro broke his rib in the first round, or maybe the second of that fight, and he he he's vin vin visibly wincing at the pain of this uh this crack in his rib or breaking his rib, whatever he's done, and he continues to go on with the fight, and he keeps wrestling, and he strikes, he, and then he ends up. I think he lost the first round, and then won the next two rounds of that fight um so the dude is tough as nails he's uh he's uh been been tko'd twice in his career you know so he's definitely his chin isn't um you know rock solid he uh, jordan me and hit him with some pretty good shots and he seemed to eat him for uh, breakfast lunch and dinner but uh you know kamar usman's definitely a different animal he's gonna be uh you know head hunting for sure um so that should be a really good fight. I'm I'm actually uh, hoping and cheering for a uh, an upset in this one. You know, I think the odds are really really skewed on this. You know, I, um, minus six sixty to plus five fifty. I, I mean, that's just that's a huge 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 uh, mismatch technically. But I don't think it is honestly. I think it's going to be a good fight. I don't think it's going to be the fight that everybody expects. Um, I'm hoping for Emil Meek by decision. Um, I got. I think I have a bet on that. But um, you know, um, Usman TKO is plus two seventy as well. So I'll be betting on both of those. Sort of um, seeing whichever whichever result uh, happens. You know, and then I mean, if Emil Meek freaking knocks him out, some flash knockout, that'd be insane too. I mean, the odds on that are probably probably nuts. So um, that's an awesome uh, awesome fight. You know the. I don't think it's a mismatch, even though the odds makers are making it out to be. I think there's just a huge Usman hype train right now, rightfully so. I mean, the dude's pretty much uh, taking care of anybody in front of him. 
but um that should that's a that's a that's a good fight hope it's main event but i doubt i doubt it's going to be and uh in the main event we have uh jeremy uh, stevens fighting doohoo Choi uh in a 145 pound uh fight and you know this is a, a really good really good matchmaking if you uh ask me you got two heavy hitters two guys who are uh you know kind of stuck at uh featherweight right now they don't really have uh, m much momentum going behind either one of them Jeremy Stevens did have a really good performance in his last fight against uh, Gilbert Melendez back at uh, UFC 215, you know, um, but he's, I mean, if you look at Jeremy Stevens' past 10 opponents, they're they're insane. Elkins, Swanson, Oliveira, Bermudez, Holloway, Burrell, Edgar, Mociano, you know, you're, he's, he's, He's a staple in this division. You know, the dude's been around. He's been fighting in the UFC since 2007. You don't you don't have too many guys who are consistently fighting in the UFC for over a decade. Um, and uh, Jeremy Stevens is is clearly one of them. Um, you know, so Duhu Choi is also a very dangerous uh, dangerous striker. You know, uh, he's 14 and two. Um, he's got a ton of uh, of knockout. Uh, knockouts uh 11 to be specific um you know he's he's three and one in the ufc he he has knocked out three guys uh thiago Tavares, uh sam cecilia and juan puig but um you know he hasn't really fought too high competition uh, and the fact that he's you know a favorite to to knock out stevens in this fight is is just ridiculous to me uh, he was a favorite earlier let me uh yeah chu wins by tko plus 157 it was it was even it was actually a favorite earlier so that's but plus 157 man that's insane compared to jeremy stevens plus 350 for a knockout you know stevens hits like a truck you know joe lozon says stevens jeremy stevens is the hardest hitting guy he's ever fought in the octagon you know uh Joe Lozon has been shared the octagon with 20, 25, 30 guys before. And if for him to say that one of them was clearly the hardest hitter, you know, it's got to be, he's got to be some crazy power behind him. So, uh, but I mean, Cub Swanson seemed like he threw some crazy power at Choi too. And he, uh, he ate that power like it was nothing, you know, he walked through pretty much everything, uh, Swanson had to throw at him and kept throwing. So uh, the dude's got a chin of steel, um, so, you know, will, will, uh, Stevens be able to get the knockout? I don't know. Uh, you know, he, yeah, I think, I think when a five round fight, you know, Chu Choi's never been in a five rounder before that I know of in the UFC, maybe in the, doesn't look like it in the regionals either. Um, so, you know, that's going to be a huge test as cardio. Stevens has been in main events multiple times before. You know, he hasn't been in one recently. His last one would be 2014. But, uh, you know, before that, he fought Lozon in a main event. But again, that's really a long time ago. But still, you know, the dude has trained for five rounds before. He knows, he knows how to, you know, uh, utilize his gas tank accordingly. So, um... I think that uh, the th I think Jeremy Stevens is definitely my pick in this fight. I don't know how he gets it done, whether it's a knockout or a decision. He's not typically the type of guy who wins fights via decision. You know, he likes finishing his fights. Um, I mean, even though that Gilbert fight went to the decision, you know, I think if that fight would have went a couple more, two more rounds, it would have been stopped because you know Gilbert could was pretty much not able to walk anymore, um, the way that he was getting his legs kicked.
but um you know do who choi definitely can definitely has knockout power you know we could see him smoke stevens you know uh he's a very smart fighter controls distance very well and you know stevens likes getting in brawls and if choi does have this uh lights out power you know then he uh he should be able to sleep stevens but um i don't i don't see that happening uh like you know this could be a bias just because uh, i'm a, a fan of jeremy stevens i think that you know this is a classic like veteran and newcomer matchup you know but i was mistaken in the last one we had to this veteran newcomer was swanson versus ortega remember i was picking swanson all day i thought he was gonna you know st you know box him up stay at stay at range win a decision but uh i was totally wrong because ortega closed the work uh, closed the distance right away and uh choked him out like it was nothing so uh we could see we could see uh you know uh, uh a new a newcomer take over uh, a veteran's uh place in this fight you know Choi could uh really shock everybody or we could see um a veteran you know cement has place as being you know a veteran who's not going to roll over easy to any new competition um so this this uh Fox Sports One card is pretty good, you know. It's uh, it did take some hits with uh losing uh, Zach Cummings versus Thiago Alves. That would have been a good fight. Um, you know they every uh, both those guys, you know, uh, have looked uh pretty good lately. Alves uh coming off a win uh, against uh, Cote a couple months ago. And uh, I believe uh, Zach Cummings is might be on a win streak too. Uh, yeah, uh, two fights in a row two two submissions in a row so that would have been a, a good fight um but you know cummings missed weight uh for his uh second most recent fight against alexander yakolov and you know so he definitely could be dealing with a weight issue that's why he might have slipped and injured himself i never got the details of how he hurt himself but it just says that an undisclosed injury but i feel like i heard somebody in the gym this morning tell me that he hurt himself you know similar to the way that uh and Burrell did back at ufc 177 when he slipped in uh, coming out of the bathtub you know cutting weight and hit his head um so i hope it's not that severe you know i hope he didn't hit his head that would be that would be really bad uh and then you know uriah hall just straight up not making scale uh that's uh that's rare you know i, I don't remember uh uriah hall ever having any issues with weight before but um clearly this this time around he uh he definitely had some problems that's a real bummer for vitor belfort you know this is supposed to be vitor's last fight and uh supposed to be his retirement fight and uh you know he uh he just wasn't able to get it done you know he's gotta he's gotta wait a little longer you know go through a whole nother camp that's gotta be unimaginable you know he vitor probably thought he was done probably thought he was out probably thought he was safe but uh only one more knockout to endure but it's uh looks like he's gotta maybe gotten get knocked out a couple more times in sparring have a tough camp have a tough weight cut then get knocked out and retire so um uriah hall has never missed weight before in his career so this is uh this is a first um interesting to see though you know maybe there's a maybe we could see uriah hall going up and wait but i don't think that's a good idea maybe he just had a bad cut or maybe it could be some other medical issue that uh that uh led him not to show up on the scales e either way so uh let's go over some of the bets we got this weekend um a couple of them you know getting canceled because of uh 
because of the canceled fights, but no worries there. Um, we got uh, we're betting on uh, Jeremy Stevens five round decision at plus five fifty odds. That's very good odds, I believe. You know, I think that um, uh, decision is a good way to win this fight because Choice Chin is so good. Uh, you know, if he he uses those leg kicks and immobilizes Choi, he could coast to a decision. That would be awesome to see. I got uh, Emil Meek by decision at plus. 1265 ah that's sweet action right there um you know it's very very uncommon that he's going to do this you know he's pretty much not going to uh you know out control usman for three rounds but um you really never know with that guy um he's like i said if the dude broke his rib and uh you know the early rounds of a fight and ended up wrestling and grounding a pounder to dude for 10 minutes you can't you can't say anything about that guy. You know he he could do anything. If he walks into a fight with Husmal Paharis, the most dangerous dude uh, on the ground in the world, pretty much, you know, and then ends up ends up uh, pounding him out via like some ground and pound. You know you gotta you gotta respect that guy. Um, so I got and then I have uh, Jeremy Stevens by knockout plus three twenty odds. This is what I'm hoping to see. You know uh, it's a uh, not not uh you know too uh predictor or not too uh you know what's the word I'm looking for likely to happen um but uh it would be nice to see Darren Elkins wins in the third round at plus twenty one twenty five odds that's a sweet price um Elkins I think you know he's I think he's gonna struggle with the size of Johnson Johnson's gonna be a lot bigger than him and uh, I don't really see him doing it finishing him either i think that uh i think it's more likely the other way around that um michael johnson might finish him but uh you know that's a darren elkins does do good in the third round a lot and that's something to cheer for so we're going with that um uh kamar usman at tko knockout at plus 270 odds these are these are crazy odds honestly this is my biggest bet of the night um by far honestly uh you know i think that he uh i think that he has a good chance of uh tkoing uh our, our boy uh Emil meek he maybe has a chance of winning a decision too uh, i might want to bet on usman decision as well and then i'm uh lastly betting on Duhu Choi to win a decision at plus 675 odds yeah, that's kind of you know i don't see him knocking out jeremy stevens to be honest so if he were rid were to win the fight uh, I would think it'd be by decision, you know, but, um, I don't know. I can't see this fight going, going to decision. Honestly, I feel like, I feel like someone's going to get knocked out in the main event. Um, or I'm hoping at least, you know, um, the guys just, they, they, they both seem like, uh, they're, they're chasing a finish at this point. And, uh, you know, that would be, uh, that would be, uh, something good to see. Um, definitely not, definitely not done betting for the night, uh, for the card, you know, definitely will probably add a couple more, um, Maybe we'll go uh, Kamar Usman uh, decision, but that's a uh, plus one sixteen odds. You know that's 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 pretty uh, pretty not too exciting odds. You know you know I like I like betting on stuff that has high odds and uh, it's sort of likely you know, uh, but it has high odds. You really gotta cheer for something like mysterious to happen. You know like I like betting on plus three hundred or higher odds. You know. Um, that, cause that's when you get into, to, 
not only good returns on your bets, but you get uh, to, you know, just cheering for some some circumstance to happen. You know, like Jeremy Stevens knockout tonight, because I'm betting on that. I'm going to be cheering for that unlikely knockout. But, you know, you know, uh, that 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 makes the fights uh, more exciting. Um, Paige Van Zandt, uh, Jessica Rose Clark as a draw plus 7000 odds, too, is kind of appealing. Um, I think that uh, that actually has a chance at happening for some reason in this fight. Um, so uh, we're gonna put a dollar on that on that fight and try to win uh, seventy dollars back. So, um, so that's a that's a, a roll of the dice for sure. But um, you know this card, you know when there's a card like this where it's a good Fox Sports One card, uh, it just it gets so much better with betting. You know I definitely recommend it to everybody out there. Um, get a five dimes account, add fifty bucks onto it, and you know just start to start messing around, throw two bucks here, three bucks there. And you know, and before you know it, you'll be uh, you'll be winning ten bucks on from two bucks, and you'll be for some reason that fight that was so shitty, and you knew it was shitty, but you knew the one guy was gonna win a decision, and you bet on decision, and all of a sudden that fight wasn't so shitty anymore because you won ten bucks on it. So, um, you know, I wouldn't go crazy with it. I wouldn't bet you know more than you know double digits on a fight to start with even if you're like you know super confident and like when i first started betting i was like you know betting 10 bucks michael bisping decision uh but then you know fucking gsp chokes him out and i'm like why the fuck did i think that that was worth ten dollars and now i'll bet you know i'll bet two dollars on a meal meek decision and now if he wins a decision i end up having 20 bucks from two and you know even though it's unlikely you know uh it's still still a lot of fun to go along with these bets. Other depressing news this week: we had Robert Whitaker pull out of his fight with Luke Rockhold at UFC 221 in Perth, Australia. That is a major, major blow. Um, you know that was going to be an excellent, excellent fight, but uh, unfortunately, um, uh, looks like Whitaker got hurt. Uh, I don't think he said uh, what he injured, you know. Uh, I imagine I imagine that uh, it's his knee, you know, after he hurt his knee pretty recently in that uh, that fight with Romero. It seemed like he came back. He came back pretty pretty soon from that. But I'm, I'm not I'm not exactly sure, you know, because uh, it could be it could be his shoulder. It could be a lot of different things. I'm kind of just speculating, saying that it was his. Uh, Saying it was knee. Either way, we got a Yoel Romero filling in for him, taking on Rockhold for the interim belt, um, the interim middleweight belt. Holy shit, this belt! Like, why? Like, why even make it an interim title fight? Like, that's so ridiculous. I, the only reason they did it is because Rockhold wouldn't even fight if it wasn't for a belt. You know that that baby. Even though I like you, Luke. Um, you know, he uh, he probably wouldn't take the fight if a belt wasn't on the line. He was pretty persistent in the fact that he didn't want to fight Romero. You know, he just came off a loss, doesn't really have much to gain. I, I agree with that. You know, if like he, he said, why would I fight you on Romero? And luckily he, he waited and uh, he waited and ended up getting the title shot. Um, um, you know, so four days ago, we had uh, Holloway versus Edgar get reannounced for UFC 222. 
Um, that's a that's an interesting one. You know, uh, I'm surprised they 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 rebooked this matchup. You know, after uh, Frankie pulled out the last one, I thought they were gonna skip over Frankie and give it a, the title shot to Ortega. You know, I was I kind of hoped that was gonna happen. You know, I really want to see Ortega and Holloway fight, but um, I guess you can't get mad at Frankie Edgar getting this title shot after all. You know, he did get it in the first place. Um, and even though he pulled out for some for some Middle Eastern MMA money um, on a conspiracy on M- a Martian MMA conspiracy uh, number one there, um, even though he uh, pulled out just to, for an illegitimate reason, um, he I'm sort of I'm okay with him getting the title shot. You know, um, don't think that will be too uh, of a good fight. I think. Holly will fucking smoke him. Um, you know, Holly's just on such a different level right now. I think that anybody getting in front of him is going to be uh, in trouble. We had uh, a lot of uh, information coming out about on Joe Rogan's MMA podcast this week. We had uh, three different guests. We had uh, Jeff Nowitzki, Jimmy Smith, and Tyron Woodley. So... To start with Jimmy Smith, this one was really good. It was uh, about, you know, Jimmy Smith is the former Bellator commentator who was actually just signed by the UFC, I believe, last night. So that's an awesome addition. You know, that guy's an, a really good commentator. He's been commentating for years. He's really deep about the sport, you know. Uh, listen to that guy talk. He, he's just as deep as uh, Rogan is, you know. He's a jiu-jitsu black belt. He's got actually got some fights under his belt, too. So, um that's an awesome addition. I would love to see him ref- or, uh, announcing some UFC fights soon. Um, and uh, the next, we had uh, Jeff Nowitzki, the director, head director of USADA, you know, the, the organization that randomly drug tests all of the UFC athletes multiple times a year. Um, and, you know, he talked about a lot of interesting stuff on this one. He brought up a lot of uh, theories, you know, that uh, I would have liked to hear his opinion on. And he sounds very in touch with the sport. He doesn't sound like he's some executive or something. You know, he's, he's like, on the ground, like, boots on the ground involved with the sport. So uh, he, he uh, talked about John Jones a lot, and that was easily the most uh, revealing part of this interview where he said that he doesn't believe that John Jones willingly took Tyrannoball leading up to UFC 214. So he thinks that either somebody else tainted, uh, you know, a drink or a food of John's and gave him this uh, steroid, or it was, you know, a tainted supplement um, of some sort. But I mean, I don't even know what to think about this. Like, if the, you know, he's obviously he's obviously incorruptible, you know. Uh, you're not gonna. It's not, he has no benefit in seeing John Jones fight again, uh, unless you know the UFC were to get to them and say, you know what, we're gonna let this one slide. Uh, we need Jones back. We we need him. Um, you know, I I don't know. I can't see that happening. I I I can't see some UFC executive like you know basically telling Jeff Nowitzki to say that uh, John Jones in fact didn't take steroids. Uh, I totally believe that he did. You know, if the dude was willing to take cocaine the weeks of fights and not that doesn't give you any performance advantage, why wouldn't you take something else the week of the fight that did give you a performance advantage? Um, you know, Daniel Cormier's theory was 
on point too. You know, he fought UFC 197 against Ovin St. Pru. He looked like shit. He didn't like how he felt without steroids. And then he went right back for UFC 200. Gets popped. UFC 214 comes around. He's, he knows he's not doing anything without... he's no He knows he can't do the steroids up to the fight and get caught again, you know. And then the fight all got canceled. So he's got to do something the week of... There's only a couple of steroids that yeah, affect your system right away after you take it. Tranabol is one of them. He pops for Tranabol. Doesn't seem too hard to me to put two and two together. But it seems like Nowitzki is actually defending him, you know. You know, jo- Joe Rogan was the king of defending John Jones, you know. I don't know if you guys heard him before, but he was talking about, like, cheap creatine being cut with, uh, no, 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 no cheap cocaine being cut with uh steroids or something like that i don't even i don't even know what he 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 actually brought it up in a serious way he's like jeff did did you hear about the fact that that some people cut uh cocaine with creatine and that creatine has steroids in it so you know he's actually going so deep into the fact to defend him that he's a saying that jones is using again using coke again he's b saying that whoever jones gets his coke from which obviously for some reason wouldn't be like the purest of the pure right off the boat from columbia you know john jones's money he's obviously getting the best coke ever he's not getting some 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 dirt from harlem or wherever you know He's, uh, he's going to be getting the good stuff. So he, at B, goes into thinking that John Jones's dealer is cutting this cocaine with creatine and see that that creatine is somehow laced with steroids. You know, like, there's so many layers to that fucking conspiracy that I don't even want to, like, acknowledge it, you know? With conspiracies, it's very, very important to pick the ones that you like, focus on those, you know, stay true to those, develop, you know, research those, but not to believe in everything, you know, if you believe in everything, then no one's gonna fucking believe anything you say, you know, if you say, you know, uh, 9-11 was an inside job, uh, um, the president killed Kennedy, uh, the world is flat, uh, I mean, the earth is flat, uh, there are no forests, uh, there are no space stations, no satellites, uh, this is, no one's gonna believe you, you can, you gotta start it off slow, you gotta pick one, and have some facts have some sources and then people will start to believe you but i mean if you're just grasping at anything like the fact that john jones's cocaine was laced with steroid laced creatine that's ridiculous it's fucking ridiculous it didn't happen he fucking took steroids it's not that hard the dude's been on steroids his whole life everybody's on steroids you know so the hearing that novitsky you know the golden snitch himself doesn't think that john uh willingly took steroids is is shocking you know he's still gonna get a punishment you know a year minimum i would like to see two years um i would honestly like to see john jones never fight again i mean i don't even care at this point you know the dude the dude has broken my heart so many times um but you know it, it it'll, it's interesting to see what's going to happen i think is his trial got suspended a couple times or postponed a couple times and it hasn't happened yet but i mean i'm dying to see what happens with him um you know two years is the sentence that should happen i can see them totally doing one year i can see them you know cutting them off easy but that wouldn't be the thing i would like to see i would like to see them be harsh and uh you know really really slap down the hammer make make him never want to come back to mma 
And then uh, the last guest on uh, Rogan's show this week was Woodley, Tyron Woodley, UFC welterweight champion. And this uh, podcast was very, very re- revealing to me for a couple different reasons. Is you know I don't know if you guys uh, appreciate Tyron Woodley's uh, fighting ability, but uh, I sure do. Even though he's sort of boring, you know. The way he, how, uh, he fights so smart and, you know, stays at distance with uh, Wonder Boy for 50 minutes and doesn't really get touched and, you know, uh, stands with Maya for 25 minutes and stuffs 18 takedowns with a torn labrum. You know, the dude's a, the dude's a warrior. Or he knocks out Robbie Lawler. You know, he uh, he's really, really smart. He wins fights in, uh, in really smart ways. Um, he's a really high level martial artist, but listening to this guy talk, man, he is so insecure. He is, he's so paranoid. He's so upset and disappointed, you know, and, uh, he doesn't want to admit it, you know? He'll complain. He'll complain about this. He'll complain, and then when Joe Joe will say, "Yeah, I get it. It's frustrating," and then he'll no, it's, I'm not frustrated, Joe. I'm not frustrated at all. Uh, I'm just saying, like uh, I'm just saying, Connor's this Connor. He was talking about Connor for for so long. He's talking about Connor's treatment for so long, and then and then he goes, "But no, Joe, I'm I'm not even mad about it." And, and Joe's like. What? What are you talking about? You're you're clearly upset about it. You're here. He uh he was he was talking about how fans like don't like him. How fans don't say this about his fights. How fans say this was boring. He's totally totally uh, obsessed with uh, you know fans approvals. Uh, I've never seen a fighter like that before. You know, like he's actually he actually mentioned like Instagram comments he would get like. Yo, you should have you should have grappled with Maya. Uh, oh, I should have grappled with Maya and gotten choked out. It's like, oh, why would I like, dude? Like, dude, why would you even respond to something like that, Tyrone? Like, anybody who says you should grapple with Maya is an idiot. They didn't watch that fight. They don't understand martial arts. They don't have patience. Unlike you, who you do understand martial arts. You're a smart guy. You you fight excellently. But you're but you're still looking at these Instagram comments and getting all upset. Like, what the fuck is that? How can you be a world champion killer? Like, the dude is fucking scary. Like, like Tyron Woodley with the with the his shirt off is is as scary as a human gets. You know, um, but and but he's he's insecure. He's freaking worries. He's he's checking the comments. He's looking at his social media and getting paranoid about it. It's really weird. You know, he. Uh, he it seemed like he was really forcing a lot of stuff. He said, "He said I don't even really like fighting." He was like, "I don't like what the sp-. And, and then Joe was like, "What? That's crazy." He goes, "He goes, well, yeah, it, I don't. I guess I like fighting. I like training, but I don't like what the sport has become." And he said, "Oh, okay, that makes a little more sense. You know, you don't like the, the fact that you know the money fights and this and that, but 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 he, he fucking does. He's a liar. He just tried to get a fight with Nate Diaz." He's so full of shit. He was on TMZ Sports trying to saying, don't be scared, Nate. Like, dude, you are literally trying to force that so bad to get that Nate Diaz fight for UFC 219 when they didn't have a main event uh six weeks out you know that was that was pathetic and and now he's complaining saying that he does that he doesn't like the, what it's become and that it's money fights and it's disrespectful and it's like come on man like you were just trying to do that you were just trying to wrestle wrestle up uh, Nate Diaz by you know stealing his don't be scared homie and you know trying to get him to come out of I don't know post semi retirement whatever he's in and uh trying to get him to fight you but I, I mean I mean, dude, like you, you're 
there is some clear issues going on with Tyron Woodley, not going to lie. Uh, the dude needs to see like a, a, a sports psychiatrist or something like that. I mean, if you guys haven't listened to this already, I really recommend you listening to it. Um, I would skip the first 10 minutes of it um, because uh, because uh, he basically just talks about his shoulder. He just got shoulder surgery and he's talking about rehab a lot. And, uh, um, but, uh, you know, he tells, he tells some good stories. Like he was in grad school and ended up taking out a loan, uh, for grad school, a student loan. And, you know, they don't really know what you're using the money for, you know? So he was actually using it to fly here, to train here, to fly this person out, to spar with them, to use this for, to pay his coach and ended up using that student loan to, uh, to fund his MMA training and to, you know, once to eventually become a champion so that was a pretty interesting story the dude's uh he's got some interesting uh aspects behind him but i mean that those insecurities man and shit man it's 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 insane there was actually a point where joe said you 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 have this chip on your shoulder like you think everybody hates you and then and then tyron says yeah no i don't but you want me to and joe's like what like what like I, I, like there's some points in that that interview when you 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 can't believe you're ta- you're listening to a, a world champion fighter um so you know yeah joe rogan's podcast his mma podcast has been uh you know delivering some pretty good content you know um like i said we got a new commentator we got uh we got jeff Nowitzki's perspective and you know we got to sit down with uh one of the champs uh and uh ben Askren is going to be on uh the show uh monday you know so that'll be something really good to hear um Less, uh, less other news, little bits and pieces. We got John McCarthy retires from re- refereeing, uh, refereeing and is now commentating uh, Bellator fights. That's a, a huge story. Um, kind of a, an upsetting one here, you know. Big John McCarthy is the best uh, referee in the business, no doubt. Um, and I mean, it's a, it's a bummer that he's not gonna be, uh, not gonna be commentating fights anymore. Um, but I mean, you know that that's that's part of the sport. So I obviously you know wish him all the luck and you know his future endeavors. He should be a pretty solid commentator. I might actually have to listen to a couple of Bellator shows now, um, to uh, you know see how he does. But I mean, I don't know who else is going to be commentating. You know, Jimmy Smith is gone. That's that was a staple for Bellator. He's been in Bellator like since the jump, pretty much. And um, you know, I uh, but I, it'll definitely be interesting to see uh, McCarthy. Uh, as a commentator, but it's a huge blow to see him not refereeing fights anymore. Um, the UFC booked a show in Moscow, Russia, uh, a stadium of about 30,000 people for September. So that it has Habib and Nurmagomedov written all over it. Um, you know, uh, I think that we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely see, uh, Habib on that card headlining, whether it's against, uh, whether it's against, uh, Tony Ferguson or uh, Conor McGregor, that'll be too determined, but uh, that that's going to be awesome. The UFC in Russia had 30,000 crazy fucking Russians going nuts for their boy. Um, that'll be interesting to see. Not the biggest Khabib fan, but I would lo- love to see that. Um, John Danaher will be on Joe Rogan's uh, podcast this week as well. So, you know, um, again, keep it, keep it coming with the, the awesome MMA guests. John Danaher is uh, the... the head coach of the Dan Hurd death squad, uh, jiu-jitsu team in New York. Those guys train, you know, the Ryan brothers, they help train, uh, 
Gary Tonin, um, George St. Pierre, a lot, super, super high level guys, leg lock masters. So that's, it will be some good jujitsu talk on, uh, Rogan's podcast. Um, Rogan said that, uh, he thinks that, that the UFC is going to strip Connor and then they're going to do Habib versus Ferguson for the real belt. And then Connor will be able to fight, uh, GSP, but I don't, I don't ever, ever see that happening. I don't think they're going to strip him of this belt. I think they'll obviously just give him, give him the the chance to fight before they'll strip him. You know, he said that he would have, he would have fought, he would have fought and defended the the featherweight belt if they asked him to. You know, all they had to do was ask, but they didn't even ask. So you know, they uh, they stripped him of that, and uh, but I don't think that they're going to strip him of the lightweight belt. You know, I could say this from you know just the Connor's nut hugger stance, but. Uh, I really don't see them doing that. It doesn't seem like the smart move to do. It kind of would just give uh, Connor all the incentive he wants to just go box again instead of dealing with the bullshit UFC. Um, and uh, Khabib's manager, though, says that uh, he's not going to be fighting for an interim belt. So I don't believe that. Um, I think that, uh, I think that he will fight for an interim belt because he has fought for, he's been scheduled to fight for an interim belt before, um, back at UFC 29 that didn't make weight. So that's pretty fucking stupid. Um, let's see, uh, Nick Diaz uh, showed up at the Performance Institute this week. That's, that's good to see. You know, I don't really know, uh, I don't really know much about, you know, what he did there. You know, uh, if he was just like, you know, teasing, teasing a return or he was getting some training and just checking the place out. Either way, that's good to see. Good to see. Uh, he's got, definitely still got his whereabouts on for USADA getting tested and everything. Um, you know, Nowitzki was pretty conscious of how, like, you know, how Nick Diaz is, you know, how he's, you know, pretty lackadaisical and he's not really, he's not trying to cheat the system, you know, he's just kind of, doesn't really care much. He was talking about having his whereabouts on and he, Nick Diaz was often have him off. He's, he, Nowitzki knows that he's not doing anything suspicious. He's just, you know, partying at Las Vegas nightclubs. Um, UFC flyweight champ Demetrius Johnson had shoulder surgery. He should be out for a couple more months. It's okay. There's not really a clear contender. Uh, I guess he could fight Cejudo. Maybe he could fight Benavidez. I don't. I don't really know. That, uh, um, there's there's no real contender at 125 right now. So good to see that uh, Demetrius is getting some uh, some some tuning up on his body. You know, getting getting better. The dude fights all the time. He's got to be beaten up. Um, but I believe that that's all for news this week, you know, we, uh, we went over, uh, UFC 219 and, you know, that was a couple weeks ago. So we just briefly touched on it. Didn't want to dwell on it too long. Not much too exciting there. We, uh, went over this, this, uh, this weekend's card pretty in depth tomorrow night's card, UFC St. Louis. That's going to be some awesome fights in that. Um, you know, those five or, or four, there's three, three really, really good fights. The main event, Usman Meek and Johnson Elkins. But, you know, James Krause fight should be good. Uh, Paige Van Zandt fight shouldn't be too bad, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely uh, looking forward to that card a lot. Uh, we got uh, UFC 220 next week. I'm definitely going to do an episode before UFC 220. Uh, so I won't I won't talk about that yet. I'll talk about Bellator 192 on that show. Or on that, uh, yeah, that'll be episode 6. To uh, recap this event, that'll be probably uh, later in the week around uh, Thursday or Friday. 
Once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to episode five of the podcast. And whether you are a man, woman, boy, girl, alien, Martian, or any other conscious being tuning into the podcast, I thank you for listening. And I will catch you guys before UFC 220. Peace.